for whom the bell tolls, as those who have lost their lives in that battle so may they rest in as those who have survived the battles of war, willing to drop their weapons as they pay their respect to those who have lost their lives in the flames of the fire. We are gathered here today they are only for those who have died and passed before us. My name is Thomas McGregor, and welcome to Remembering Day on Friday, November 11, 2022. This is a Force for Beginners Remembering Day episode. Please be advised to join us for two moments of silence before the show closes down. Welcome everyone to episode 12 of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I will be joined by Ali and Thomas momentarily, but while we wait for them to get into the studio, I would like us to take a moment to honor our veterans on this very special episode filled with some sports content, but it's a very, very special episode as we honor those who have come and gone before us. Please stay tuned to the following video. So, uh, again, happy Remembrance Day to everyone here. Ali and Thomas, we are waiting on their arrival. We will do this again a little later in the show at 11 o'clock. So, in about a few minutes from now. But I want to wish everyone a happy Remembrance Day on November the 11th, as of the recording of this podcast. 
if Ali and Thomas are not able to join us for this podcast, I want to allow everyone, especially Ali and Thomas, who may be listening to this, that the chance to give your respects to our veterans. And of course, I want to thank Thomas for, as you're going to see at the end of our show, um, a special introduction to the show. It actually might happen before we come on, but it's a special introduction uh, that Thomas put together for this show. With this being said, let's go down, let's get down to uh, the nitty gritty. And the first couple of headlines we will have here as we go to off season, we're going to start in we're going to start with the baseball headlines and start in Toronto. So Alejandro Kirk receives his first career Silver Slugger award for the first time. As did as did Vladimir Guerrero Jr. he received his first his first gold glove award. And Blue Jays fans, you can vote right now. You can vote right now. Yes, vote right now for eight Blue Jays. Eight Blue Jays for all MLB team. Vote eight Blue Jays. Vote now for all MLB team. For the all MLB team. More information about that coming soon. Uh, but go vote now. I, of course, will try to vote uh, hopefully before it closes. But with that, let's get down to it. So Major League Baseball honored the top hitters from the 2022 season on Thursday night when the Louisville Sil- Silver Slugger Awards were announced on MLB Network. Silver Slugger Awards, which are voted by, which are voted on by MLB managers and coaches, are given to the top offensive players at each at each position. All-time Silver Slugger Award winners. So, without reading any further here, I'm gonna go to who is the all-time Silver Slugger winner at each position. So. The American League winner is Nathaniel Lowe for the Texas Rangers. It's his first win. Lowe had a breakout year for Texas, slashing 302, 358, and 492 with 27 home runs and and 76 RBIs. The 26-year-old set career highs in home runs, RBIs, batting average, on-base percentage, slugging, on-base, your OPS, plus 141, and total bases of 292. 
Paul Goldschmidt has his fifth National League first base Silver Slugger Award from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, so congratulations to him. He also won. Or so yeah, he also is was a finalist for the N uh, for the National League MVP award and won the Hank Aaron Award as the senior circuit top offensive performer claimed his fifth silver slugger, his fifth career silver slugger but his first as a Cardinal. His previous four, 2013, 15, 17, and 18, all came as a member of the Diamondbacks, the D-backs, for short. As for this season, Goldschmidt hit 117, sorry, 317 with 35 home runs and 115 RBIs all while leading the NL in slugging percentage with 578 OPS 981 and an OPS of 180 and an OPS plus of 180. Next up is second base winner. The American League winner is Jose Altuve from the Houston Astros. The NL winner is Jeff McNeil from the Mets. For Altuve, it's his sixth Silver Slugger win at second base. Jeff McNeil, it's his first. Xander Bogarts is your winner at shortstop, his fifth win. And and wouldn't you know it, he's part of the American League. So that's why he's got the AL winner. And he is from the Boston Red Sox. From the LA Dodgers, the NL winner is Trey Turner. His first win of a silver slugger. Third base. The, the American League winner is Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians. It's his fourth win. The, the National League winner for third base Silver Slugger, Nolan Arenado, his fifth win, also from the St. Louis Cardinals. The American League Silver Slugger Outfielder Award goes to Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. His third win for the Mariners or, or from the from the Seattle Mariners, I should say. They also Have Julio Rodriguez, his first win. We have a couple of wins here. 
Mike Trout, his ninth win. All right, so we have a couple of American League winners at third base. Probably have a couple of winners for third base as well from NL. The first is from the Dodgers, Mookie Betts. His fifth win. Kyle Schwarber from the Philadelphia Phillies. Congratulations on your first win. Juan Soto, the Washington Nationals, and then the San Diego Padres. That is his third win. So congratulations. From the Toronto Blue Jays, the winner for the American League catcher, Silver Slugger, number 30, Alejandro Kirk. And before we get into Kirk, uh, the NL winner is J.C. Rimolto from the Philadelphia Phillies, his third win. Before we continue, I want to say congratulations to every single one who has won who has won a Silver Slugger Award. It was a stellar season, but Alejandro Kirk, let's get into him. So Kirk led all catchers in batting average with 285 and an on-base percentage of 372 while drawing 63 walks and striking out only 58 times. He was one of only six qualified hitters, along with Soto, Bregman, Luis, or sorry, Alex Bregman, Luis Ariza, Stephen Kwan, and and Yandy Diaz, with more walks than, than strikeouts. Congratulations. Once again, to Alejandro Kirk. Designated hitter winner from the Houston Astros for the American League is Yonder Alvarez. Josh Bell, Nationals and the Padres, is your NL winner. Your utility winner is Luis Ariza from the Minnesota Twins. And from the National League, it is Brandon Drury from the Cincinnati Reds and to the Padres to finish the year. All right, so let's go, so let's talk about what the GM has done to the rotation. This comes from Keegan Matheson. And he says in his article, the Toronto Blue, the Blue Jays are standing 
at the doorway between good and great, loaded with talent, but still far from where they want to be as an organization. After their exciting law or after their excruciating loss, excuse me, not exciting, excruciating loss to the Mariners in the wild card round. This is where the mar the margins grow thinner and decisions and the decisions grow more difficult. The Blue Jays can hit and while uh, the front office is open to tinkering or re or rebranding that group, Toronto's lineup in 2023 should look awfully familiar. The rotation, on the other hand, needs some new faces. Expect the Blue Jays to be involved at all levels of the starting pitching market, both via free agency and trade. Another contract similar to that of Kevin Gosman or Jose Barrios seems unlikely given where the Blue Jays are financially, but there's plenty of room to add one of three types, one of three types, a veteran free agent seeking a short-term deal, a bounce-back candidate with up with upside or a con or with upside or a controllable starter acquired via trade. Toronto's rotation is locked in at the top of at the top with Gosman and Alec Manoa and an AL Cy Young Award finalist at 24. And Berrios has simply has simply had or sorry, and Berrios simply has has to be the better or has to be better than his 523 ERA in 2022, which was the surprise of the season. Beyond that, though, it's wide open. GM Ross Atkins says, we'll look to acquire another starting pitcher and then think about what that means from a workload standpoint with the pitchers who already have are here and the innings we need to fill then obviously we want to think about complementing our bullpen as well each team's biggest offensive need you say kikuchi still has uh, two years remaining on his deal but he's coming off a five 19 ERA in 2022. Kikuchi often lost all contract with all contact with the strike zone, not contact, or sorry, contract, contact with the strike zone, putting extra strain on the Blue Jays bullpen in the Blue Jays best position, or sorry, in in the process. His time in the pen offered some brief grim glimmers of hope, at the very least, leaving the Blue Jays best positioned with Kikuchi entering spring training as a number six starter competing for the job. 
or for a job, not a presumed member of the rotation. That means the that means the Blue Jays need two legitimate MLB starters. There is another there is another discussion to be had about the need for depth in AAA and beyond, which was a weakness last summer. This is modern MLB though, and teams are changing how they view the starting pitching role, especially in the number five spot. Atkins continues to say it all comes down to innings. Defining it as a star as a starter versus reliever, it would be great if we could have eight incredible starting pitchers and two uh, or three of them on option years or in the organization. That would be in that would be an incredible starting point, but how realistic? Is that for any team, really? Consider Ross Stripling, who so ad- admirably, feel, admirably filled in as a starter last season and is now a free agent. The, the Blue Jays also acquired right-hander Mitch White from the Dodgers, who have who has many of the same traits as Stripling, with an ability to slide in and out of the rotation as needs arise. Having White, Kikuchi, and other multi-inning arms as bulk options is a fine fallback plan but with where this organization is, every plan A needs to be explored first. All right, just think about that for a second. Let's just think about that for a second. Let's just think about that for a second. What does it, what does that mean? Plan A needs to be explored first. Mm-mm-mm. Let me know what you think it means. <clears throat> Let me know what you guys think it means. And uh, we will be joined by Thomas and Allie hopefully soon I sent out a, uh, an invitation to them to get them on here they are my co-hosts of the program we will be joining Allie on his podcast on Monday November 14th after the Bills and the Jets game Sorry, Bills and the Vikings, not the Jets. They played the Jets last week. And also our first season will drop. Our first season trailer will drop on that day as well. 
Okay, so continuing on, we have some more information to get to. So we are going to take a break from the blue from from the MLB. We're taking a break from MLB and we're going we're going to head over to the NFL and more specifically we are going to talk about the Buffalo Bills. We will do our weekly recap segment with the with Ali and Thomas as we also recap Thursday night football from as we also recap Thursday night football from from last night to kick off week 10 we'll get into the NFL we'll get into the NHL we may also touch on the NBA uh, and if you have been checking out our episodes recently, we did episodes pre and post game for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are getting ready for OKC as they play the Thunder tonight. I will have a po- a pregame show for you guys on the Raptors and Thunder coming up probably after this episode drops. Maybe even a few minutes after it drops. But all things aside, stay tuned for that. Thomas will have a post-game show or pre-game show with us on his podcast for Maple Leafs and Penguins. And then I will have a post-game show for you on that or on that coming on Saturday before we get ready for the Montreal Canadiens and the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a back-to-back for the Penguins, and we'll get into more of that. But before we take our first break, let's go look. Let's go looking at the ML. Let's go looking at what is on tap for or in terms of the Buffalo Bills. What what has been breaking news for the Buffalo Bills? <clears throat> Since week t- week nine against the Jets ended, in a loss. Let's get into it. First of all, a reminder to everyone: I will actually have a pregame show for you. Between these two teams, the Minnesota Vikings and the 
and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, be sure to catch that before kickoff at 1 p.m. And now let's get down to it. We will talk about this as well on our pregame show as we look at what the Bills are going to need to do to get a W and bounce back from the Jets' loss. And we are going to also look at what the Vikings need to do to get a W. I'll share my screen one more time. <clears throat> so what do the Bills need to do to get off the schneid? Or sorry, to avoid going on the schneid, I should say. As we get ready for the Vikings. First of all, let's take a look at the news surrounding Josh Allen, the quarterback. So the Bills injury report from Alec White from Alec White. What is up here? It says in his headline, Bills injury report, Josh Allen or QB Josh Allen and four other players did not do not practice on Thursday. That was yesterday. As of the recording of this podcast, it's Friday. For the second consecutive day, Bills quarterback Josh Allen was listed as a non-participant in practice due to his right elbow injury. Allen and four other players did not practice Thursday afternoon. QB Josh Allen is out with an elbow injury. He could play in this game, barring the injury is too, too serious. Linebacker Tremont Edmund, Tremont Edmonds is, or has a growing and heel injury. Tyler Elam, Elam has an ankle injury. Jordan Poyer, an elbow injury. He is safety. Kyler is a cornerback. And defensive end. Defensive end Greg Gregory Gregory Rousseau is out with an in, with an ankle injury. See below for the Bills full injury report from Thursday. And as you can see, it's from uh, there's a tweet here with the full injury report. Uh, you do not you do not see Tredavious White, but you see Josh Allen, Spencer Brown, Tremaine Edmonds, Kyler Elam, Dane Jackson, Cam Lewis, Matt Milano, Von Miller, Mitch Morris, Jordan Poyer, David Quisenberry. Gregory Rousseau, and Roger Saffel. All right, so we will see what the status comes uh, come game time. Let's let's hear from. Let's actually hear. In the, in a few videos, let's hear from 
let's just hear uh, from. Uh, let's hear one of the videos that is out on the YouTube channel from the Bills Next Gen Stats. Let's take a listen here. A reminder, we are getting ready for the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. He takes the Tostitos, fakes left, goes right. And so we'll let this ad get out of the way here. And while we do, let's read a little bit. All the best players get broadcast deals these days. Let's read a little bit about this. Next gen stats. Diggs takes it outside. Miller stays productive. Cynthia Frulin. Are out. We are gonna be ready to go. So let's so without reading, let's hear what Cynthia had to say. What what do you have to say, Cynthia? Give us it give us to it straight on your next gen stats. I'm Cynthia Freeland and here's some next gen Cynthia Freeland and here's some next gen stats powered by AWS that you need to know ahead of this week 10 matchup with the Minnesota Vikings. Josh Allen's elite rushing ability was on display in week 9, netting 51 yards and two touchdowns on five designed quarterback runs and 71 yards and one of those touchdowns coming on an outside run. Allen averaged 14.2 yards per attempt and leads the NFL with an 8.7 yard per rush average on outside the tackles runs since 2021. He also earned 30 rushing yards over expected on his second quarter 36 yard rushing touchdown, which was a career high. In the first half, Allen connected with Stephon Diggs on four or five passes outside the numbers for 80 yards, all four of which came when he was aligned wide. PFF rates Minnesota's coverage capabilities at 28th in the NFL. And last week, they allowed Taylor Heineke to complete the fifth least likely pass, resulting in a touchdown for the entire season so far, according to Next Gen Stats. Last week against the Jets, Vaughn Miller had three individual pressures, including a sack and turnover by pressure, on 19 pass rushes for a 15.8% individual rate. Pressure will be a big key in this one, as Kirk Cousins only completed 25% of his pass attempts under pressure last week against the Commanders and was sacked twice. I hope you enjoyed this week's Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. I'm Cynthia Freeland. All right, so there's some good stuff to put together as we uh, look forward to this game. Mafia, I'm Cynthia Freeland, and here are some Next Gen By the way, those are Next Gen Stats for KC. Uh, we are getting set. Uh, we are getting set for the... Pittsburgh, sorry, for the, we are getting set up for, we are getting set up for the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you, Cynthia Freeland. This was brought to us by the, or sorry, brought to us courtesy of buffalobills.com slash video. Check it out.
wherever you're able to get. Wherever you check it out at the NFL uh page nfl.com or if you're going to the game you probably want to know how what do i need to know to get there or when i get there well we'll look at the stadium news but before we do all of that We got some, we still had some news. The injury report came out with Josh Allen. So, obviously, Josh, Josh's injury is the, is, is big news. But here's some more big news. So first of all, before we get to the Keenum, the Case Keenum news, we have some news in regards to this week's game. Lee Evans, yeah, you heard you heard his name before. He or it's been announced that Lee Evans, as the Bills legend of game, or Lee Evans is. There has been announced as the Bills legend of the game week 10. For week 10. Lee Evans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like people, or I feel like Bills fans, for Bills Mafia's case, have heard of Lee Evans. So let's get into the news here. Former Bills legend. Wide receiver Lee Evans will welcome the Bills home as the legend of the game when the Bills and Minnesota Vikings take the field at Highmark Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Evans says, I'm I'm excited about it. Obviously, the, the team is doing great, and I know the energy is going to be electric. I'm thrilled to come back and be a part of it. Please visit the link there, provide it, enter the Bills app to win a signed Lee Evans football and $250 BFO, BFLO store gift card. Click that link below. Evans, Evans, a Bills 2004 first round draft pick. Spent seven seasons with the Bills, and his last season in the NFL with the Baltimore Ravens. In 109 games with with the Bills, Evans tallied 5,934 receiving yards and 43 touchdowns. Even though Evans' NFL career wrapped up in 2011. Football is still a big part of his life. His oldest son, Lee Evans V, is starting a football career 
of his own, and maybe one day his youngest, Leon, Leon, his youngest, Leon, I apologize, Lee, if I get the name wrong, will follow in their footsteps too. So Evans goes from dad at home to coach on the football field. Saying, a lot of sports for my oldest son who plays basketball, baseball, and football. I was coaching a lot of that. He was on travel with, he was on travel teams. So I've done a lot of traveling and coaching, which was taking up a lot of time for sure. So it'll be interesting. Like I, I, I don't think I will be at this game, but it it'll be interesting to see what Lee Evans has in store for the Buffalo Bills as he welcomes them and the Minnesota Vikings to Highmark Stadium. One thing I can assure you, and I, I and I think I'm right here for Bills Mafia fans. The place is going to be electric. So, that being said, I, I don't see Allie or Thomas, so I will send them, I will invite them again to the show. But we are approaching the 11th hour so you know what we will take a break and we will come right back we will come right back on the sound of what you heard early in the show actually we will come back on the sound of a song that i actually feel deserves to be sung so when we come back, we will hear said song. We will hear said song when we come back. This is Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Remembrance Day edition. We hit the 11th hour, and when we come back, okay. We've hit we've hit the eleventh hour. Sorry, I was being a little too loud. Um, we've hit the eleventh hour. So when we come back, we're gonna do two minutes of silence. Welcome back, everybody, to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. We are at the eleventh hour, so let's get. So let's do two minutes of silence. We've still been awaiting Ali and Thomas to join us. So without any further ado, let's do two minutes of silence. In honor of the veterans, this is episode 12 of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I am your host, Scott McGregor. 
and this is our Remembrance Day episode. Good morning, shoppers. At 11 o'clock on this 11th day of November, we'd like to invite you to share with us two minutes of silence in honor of our veterans. They fought and some died for their homeland. They fought and some died, now it's our land. Look at his little child, there's no fear in her eyes. Could he not show respect for other dads who have died? Take two minutes, would you mind? It's a pittance of time. For the boys and the girls who went over In peace may they rest May we never forget why they died It's a pittance of time God forgive me for wanting to strike him Give me strength so as not to be like him My heart pounds in my breast Fingers pressed to my lips My throat wants to bawl out My tongue barely resists But two minutes I will bide It's a pittance of time For the boys and the girls who went over In peace may they rest May we never forget why they died It's a pittance of time heroes at home they have casualties battles and fears of their own there's a price to be paid if you go if you stay freedoms fought for and won in numerous ways take two minutes put your mind it's a pittance of time for the boys and the girls all May we never forget Our young become vets At the end of the line It's a pittance of time It takes courage to fight In your own war It takes courage to fight Someone else's war our peacekeepers tell of their own living hell They bring hope to foreign lands that hate mongers can't kill Take two minutes, would you mind? It's a pittance of time For the boys and the girls who go over In peacetime our best 
still don battle dress and lay their lives on the line. It's a pittance of time. In peace may they rest, lest we forget why they died. Take a pittance of time. All right, we are not quite, we're not quite yet back, but that's because we are taking two minutes of silence. So I'm going to let Thomas in here, but while I do, please enjoy the following video that you may have heard in the opening of our show. There is the always powerful trumpet song for Remembrance Day, Lest We Forget. Uh, all of those who have... <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, hmm. Lest We Forget, all of those who have come and gone before us, especially those who have fought in the first and second world wars and in, in the wars that are currently happening uh, 
around the world. Welcome into the show, Thomas. Happy Remembrance Day to you. Happy Remembrance Day to you as well. So earlier in the show, and you could catch this if we record, uh, if you are listening to this when it drops on the episode, but earlier in the show, we played the last post. Uh, we played the last post earlier in the show to kick us off. And then just moments ago, we played it uh, as you were coming in. We also played A Pittance of Time from Tyler Terry Kelly, I should say. Um, we have talked about the MLB and we've talked about the Blue Jays in particular. We've talked about Alejandro Kirk, his Silver Slugger Award. We talked about the Blue Jay rotation. We have yet to do the NFL Weekly Wrap. Ali should join us if he is able to, but he asked me to host it, to host the meeting. So that's what I'm doing. Um, but I want to get your take on one of the topics at hand before we get to the NFL uh, Weekly Wrap. And possibly we're going to do picks on our show today. I want to get your pit, your opinion on what you think the Bills, and I know that I'm, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, to just to fans, in case you missed it, on our pregame show prior to the prior to Buffalo Bills versus Minnesota Vikings, we will talk, we will revisit Josh Allen's status on injury report. We took a look at the next gen stats. We took a look at the injury report uh, as we are still awaiting if Allen will be able to play in this game against the Minnesota Vikings. But Thomas, if Allen is not able to play in this week's matchup, what are you expecting from the Bills backup in case the key or in case Keenum? Should he have to play? Because he is practicing. Should he have to step up? So I want to, I want your take. What are you expecting? So from Keenum, if he has to come into play this week. So what I'm expecting from guys like Keaton or just the Bills offense in general is great offensive plays. Obviously, you have to worry about the defense in the Minnesota Vikings because let's not forget, both defenses are very strong when it comes to protecting the ball and giving the offense a chance to score. But um, my key for the man you mentioned who may possibly be taking 
uh, Allen's place is to just play good football and as a quarterback, make good plays. Don't don't get intercepted. You know, it's it is hard to get inter- it's hard to not get intercepted. It really is. But if you cannot get intercepted, I think the Bills have a chance at winning this game. Okay, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read a little bit in from the locker room report. Uh, Grace, Grace Heatinger. I'm trying to make sure I get the name right here. Sorry if I get it wrong, Grace. But um, I'm gonna go over the article that you wrote for the Buffalo Bills from the locker room. And Grace, uh, you say in the article that you read, that you written with Josh, that you wrote with Josh, with QB Josh Allen listed as day to day while dealing with an elbow injury, there is a question surrounding, or there is a question mark surrounding who will start the Minnesota against the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday. Knowing there is a chance he can get his first regular season start with the Bills in just a few days, QB Case Keenum is approaching this week like any other, saying, I'm doing the same thing I do every week. I prepare to play every week, every day, every period, every practice, every meeting. So it's just the same. Or so it's just got a few more reps today so it's just so it's the same just got a few a few more reps today i feel great feel great with the communication the mindset of the team with dorsey and the communication from sean everybody and taking it a day at a time that's what keenum said Bills head coach Mike, or sorry, Sean McDermott. I don't want to say Mike because that's referring to Pittsburgh. Bills head coach Sean McDermott said Wednesday, we'll we'll see in regards to Allen's availability for Sunday. And Allen was a non-participant in Wednesday in Wednesday's practice. Having been in the NFL for 10 seasons now. Experience is on is on Keenum's side. When circumstances like this arise, so with the quarterback uncertainty for this week's game, Keenum said that he'll be ready to go for whatever the situation may be, saying, I've been in all situations, played a lot without pra- without any practice, know how to do that know how to do that step into the middle of a, into the middle of of the game i've practiced some and then played i've played i've practiced very little and played i've literally been in any situation you could probably think throughout think of throughout the week To hear Casey, to hear Case Keenum's 
quote and his conference that he was in, check out Inside the Locker Room, available on, which is available, I believe, on the Buffalo Bills YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash slash Buffalo Bills. One more thing that I will get into here is the rapid rep- the rap the rap report the rapper report and ke- the rapper report and chemistry throughout the quarterback room also prepares Keenum for moments when his number is called and even though Allen didn't practice on Wednesday afternoon he was still a part of a team he was still a part of team meetings which Keenum could benefit from to further ensure that the transition would be seamless if he were called upon to execute the game plan on Sunday. After Wednesday's practice, Keenum said that he feels on the same page with the wide receivers with the wide receivers after getting more reps than usual in practice. But he also acknowledged that when he's not physically getting those reps in during other parts of the season, he's still able to mentally take them in because he stands right behind Allen. I would get into the quote here from Keenum, but I'm but let's get but I want to get your thoughts, Thomas, now on another topic. And that's around the baseball. So as we mentioned, so we're not going to look at the uh, at the schedule for the MLB because we are because the season the season is over. But Alejandro Kirk gets his first Silver Slugger award from from the catching position. What are your top five moments of Alejandro Kirk from from the 2022 season that makes him deserving of his first catcher Silver Slugger Award? Thomas? Hmm. Hmm. This is uh this is uh interesting. For me, uh, I'm gonna have to get back to you on this one actually, because there are just so many moments that go into playing with the Blue Jays. But if I could think of one particular moment right away I would say it had to be uh crunch time when Captain Kirk did a home run and we and the Blue Jays were down they needed something big and Alejandro Kirk delivered that was one of my biggest moments. 
from Alejandro. Okay, so if you could do, so if you, so I know there were a lot of moments about Alejandro Kirk that stand out to you, but if you could pick three moments, what what are your top three? So I mentioned the home run. That would be number one. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's not the peacemaker one with Alejandro Kirk. Sorry, no. Um, it's his catching at number two. And then his fielding at number three, the way that he fields, not catches, but the way that he fields defensive plays that he had, that he can make, that don't recall him catching a pitcher's throw to them. Right away, so a ball, the ball is in play. His fielding would be one of my third top moments. It's a little, it's a little difficult in baseball to figure out your finest moments because there's so many moments you could think of where both where players like him shine. But uh, those are my three. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Let's quickly get to uh, the weekly wrap because uh, Ali said he will join if he is able to. Uh, he texted, uh, he brought that out to my attention early this morning. I do believe. Yeah, early this morning, he brought that out to my attention. Um, but he asked me if I could, uh, if I could host the meeting and send him the link. And I did so, I did so to you both. So thank you for joining me, Thomas. Uh, hopefully Ali can join us, but let's get down to our weekly wrap. And we're going to start with Thursday night football. Now, just a reminder to everybody, we are, this is our takeaways and standouts segment. We are recapping week nine, but we're also adding in because we meet now on Fridays. We are recapping the week or the first game of week 10. So. Without any further ado, let's get into it. So, the first game, geez, I got to go down. I got to go down to find that. You know what, Thomas? Let's actually get this going here. So, Thomas, tell me your takeaways. Even though we're on week 10, even though this is the week 10 uh, page, Tell me your takeaways from week nine, and you can even add who you were going to take 
for Thursday night football last week. Uh, for Thursday night football this week, and we'll reveal whether it was or and and reveal to me like I, you and I haven't really seen the highlights yet of this game, but reveal to me who you were thinking about taking between the Panthers and the Falcons. Okay, so I'll start with the week. 10, because that game did stand out to me. Uh, Thursday Night Football, I feel like it was a really good game. Uh, Obviously, probably not the way that the Falcons wanted it to go. But it didn't. It looked like a pretty good game. It did. It did. Any other takeaway? 25, 25 to 15. All right. Uh, any other takeaways from this game, or perhaps any standouts from last week? I do have standouts from last week. We talked about it going going into week nine. How the Eagles and Houston would play would play each other. And the fact that this winning streak is still on the horizon and it's like uh, Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins says, welcome to Club Dubs for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> it, what, it makes me wonder if the Eagles are that serious about becoming playoff contenders this season for the um, for the year for this year when does the streak of winning come to an end does it come to an end within their last couple of games? Or are they going full throttle? Are they going straight up and saying, we can do this, we can win. Nobody can beat us. We are the we are the champions here. But that's beside but that's beside the point. My last few takeaways from or standouts from week nine include both the Dolphins, the Jets, and Bills. And um, the team that you're the team that the Bills are facing in week ten is matchup between the commanders who if we look at week 10 on your shared screen, Scott, are this Monday's week 10 wrap-up game, and they face the red-hot Philadelphia Eagles. Well, the Minnesota Vikings this week, uh, 
Oh, you're talking about the commanders? Yep. Yes. All right, so I'm just putting this into the chat here. So just so you everyone knows, around 10 o'clock when we actually started this recording, I was talking about some podcast news, including a pregame show that will be happening for the Raptors and Thunder. I will be doing that solo. So that will probably come out just before tip or just after tip off happens. Or a reminder that tip is at eight o'clock from OKC. It was e it's either eight o'clock or seven. I will check I will double check and get back to you on the pregame show. But uh <clears throat> stay tuned for that. We have a pregame show that will be coming. That will be coming for the Peng for the Penguins and Maple Leafs, as Thomas put in our chat. Join us there in his studio on, on the ice and behind the benches for the pregame show as we get ready to drop the puck in Toronto. I, of course, will have a post-game show plus a pre-game show for the Montreal Canadiens and the Pittsburgh Penguins, but pre but post-game show for the Maple Leafs and Penguins on this broadcast or on this podcast. So stick around for that. That post-game show and the Raptors and Thunder post-game show will be coming up. the day after the Raptors game. So make sure you stick around for that. As I mentioned, we are going to do a Bills and Vikings pregame show. And then Monday or Sunday afternoon after the game ends, I will be doing a Buffalo Bills postgame show. So stay tuned to our Facebook page for the latest updates. Uh, and with that, we have just done at the crack, uh, sorry, we are currently doing at the crack of 1130 after our 11th hour, 11 1140 or 1134 AM. We are doing the NFL weekly wrap. So I will get. So I will get um, my takeaways and standouts out of the way before we move on to previewing on this part of the show, Penguins and the Maple Leafs. And we will hear from, if we get the chance, we will hear from Head coach Mike Sullivan. We will hear from head coach Sheldon Keefe. It's all coming up. So let so let me just wrap us up here because Ali has not joined us yet. Let me wrap us up here. Uh, my takeaways from week nine include. 
the Eagles game where they won where they won their eighth straight game as they go toe to toe against the Commanders this week. Uh, I would I would have taken the Panthers in the Thursday night football game this week. Uh, but I wouldn't have taken them by the score that it that we showed at at the ten at ten points at at a ten point game at twenty five to fifteen. I believe that was the final score. Yes. So I mentioned I love I let my takeaways. Sorry, not takeaway. My standout for last week include the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles, eight game win, eight game win over the Houston Texans, who Houston Texans, sorry, twenty nine seventeen. That was the final there. The Bill, the Bills game stood out to me as well. I mean, obviously, I'm a Ali and I are a Bill, are Bills fans, so it's it's stuck out to me. Uh, again, a reminder that on the podcast, all over the map, we will be crossing over with Ali on Monday, November fourteenth, when we release when we release the season one trailer of sports for beginners the podcast so stick around for their all of that the bills and jets they stood out to me i mean obviously wasn't a good performance but we didn't lose by very very much and my last two standouts from the week the Bengals stood out to me 42 to 21 wow wow i mean wow that 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 looked like quite a show and also it stuck out to me the bears and the dolphins all right so with that being said ali you could send your you could send us your thoughts on the week both week 10 and week and week nine and we or when you and i touch base on all over the map on monday you could give us those thoughts as well uh send a message to anchor.fm slash scott dash mcgregor dash sports on the favorite brands of pros and contests. Come down to the store for a month of reward. Sorry that sorry for that ad there. All right, so we are going to come back with previewing Penguins and the Maple Leafs after we take a break. We are going to do our NFL picks when we come back. We are going to get into some of the things we expect during our preview segment. And we are 
going to hear from both head coaches on both sides of the ice. The Pittsburgh Penguins and the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's all coming up when we continue on sports for beginners. And Thomas, is there anything that you would like to uh, say? I noticed you said something in the chat. Yeah, I would just like to inform those who are waiting for the post-game shows on my podcast feed on the ice behind the benches, whether it be the Battle of Ontario or the post-game shows from Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. I will be launching all post-game shows that happen delayed as part of a collection of launched post-game shows, but my time of the launch will be determined. But anyways, oh, coming up, and I and I and I. But anyways, coming up when we return on Sports for Beginners, and I'll put it in the chat as well. We are te- we are previewing. The Penguins, the Maple Leaves. Getting you ready for puck drop in Scotia Bank Arena. And one other thing I will let you guys know, we will hear if we have media from head coach Mike Sullivan. We will hear from head coach Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. We will hear from Sheldon Keefe of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thomas and I will give you our keys to to the game. And then stay tuned because on, on the ice and behind the benches, we will be previewing the game and giving you our final thoughts before they drop the puck in in Toronto. Time of the puck drop is 7 p.m. We will take a break and come back on the Lest We Forget episode 12 edition of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Lest We Forget. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com And my thanks to Ali Musa for his continued support for our podcast. 
that right there was his ad for all over the map. Be sure to find it out wherever you get your podcasts and send him an email if you have any feedback or questions at atompodcast819 at gmail.com. Follow him on Twitter at ALIMusa191. And he's going to join us in just a moment. Welcome back to the Remembrance Day episode 12 of our podcast. Earlier today, while I was on with you, we heard the trumpet sound at the 11th hour of our podcast. We talked about Alejandro Kirk and his Silver Slugger Award. Again, congratulations to Alejandro Kirk for his first win as a member of the Blue Jays and a first Silver Slugger Award of his career. We talked about the NFL. Thomas and I give you our weekly NFL wrap of week 9 and week 10. So now, without any further ado, as I welcome Thomas back in, let's hear, as we pre- as we get started here, we preview Penguins and the Maple Leafs tonight. First, let's hear the media availability from Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, uh, you mentioned uh, after the game Tuesday, you know, that second period sequence, the best we just looked all season. Obviously, we see the eye-catching plays. What goes? Is there anything else that goes into that makes that the best he's played this year? I think you can just kind of feel it. I, you know, there was there was a couple moments prior to his goal. Uh, you know, a couple shifts previous to that where he came flying through the neutral zone and, and made a play and, and you know, generated shot up towards the net and uh, just started to to look like Mitch at his best. You know, he's got a little extra, like another gear offensively in terms of how his feet move, but also with how his, his feet, his hands, and and his brain work together. Um, and they seem to be, in sense, being dangerous in the offensive zone. Uh, that's what he's capable of doing. And, and you know, for whatever reason, it, it's taken some time to get there, but it was certainly nice to see. And and, uh, you know, the hope is that it's going to just continue and you'll build momentum from there. That has been the case uh, for him in previous seasons. So, uh, you know, we have confidence that that will continue. What has been the, why has the camp line been effective in your mind? Uh, well, you know, camp himself is a guy that's, as we know very well over, you know, from his time in this last season that he's very reliable. Uh, consistent in his play, and then you know, Aston Reese, I think, has has shown through his career to be very similar in that sense. And the more that those guys have played together, I think they're they're learning how to work well together, and they're they're building the chemistry that it takes to be you know that type of a line that can play against really hard competition with tough defensive zone starts, still spend time in the offensive side uh, of the red line. And then Malgan's inclusion in the group, uh, as, as, as we've talked about, has brought in 
another layer or another level of skill to it that's kept them on offense even more and kept the puck away from good players. So I think just the way that the three of them have worked together and a little bit of chemistry uh, coming together, and, uh, you know, that's what you get. Um, that's what we had envisioned on that line. Obviously, people are very familiar with how we utilized camp last season, and uh, we expected it to be similar this season. And it's taken a little bit of time to find the right mix. And right now we're happy with Melvin there. I mean, the reality is if Melvin keeps playing the way that he has, he's probably going to elevate in the lineup. But uh, uh, at the same time, it, I'm hesitant to do that because it's working so well in that role. Is it a bit of challenge for the other bottom six line to get some consistency there in terms of finding the right dynamic with guys like Kelly and Kelly? Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair to say. Is it, it's you can as you can tell from the number of players that have played there and the, the positions have been different. We've used different people at center. You know, that's that's a work in progress. You know, for for me and for our team uh, to find that right mix. Um, so that's something we'll continue to work towards. I have like Pierre in the middle. Uh, I know that you know, his preference is still to be on the wing, but I, we need him in the middle right now, and, and I like what he's brought there for us. Um, you know, Yarncroc's a guy that, again, you know, like Aston Reese and Malgan, these guys that have come in that are new, we're trying to find the right spot for them. Yarny, um, for me, has played well, yet does, hasn't seemed to have found real chemistry with any sort of line, hasn't got any any real rhythm. Part of that perhaps is me moving him around. Part of it is just maybe him just being new and kind of finding his game. Um, yet inside all of that, when I watch him, I like a lot of things that he's doing. He's scored some great goals for us, produced well there. He's responsible defensively and just done a good job on the penalty kill. So there's little things that he's bringing, despite the fact I think that he still has more and maybe when we get that line figured out, that would be helpful. Just the speed that he has and the size, you know. Um, he's not an easy guy to move around the offensive zone. You get playing down low below the dots in the offensive zone. Uh, or, yeah, if you're the opposition and you're in the offensive zone, he's a hard guy to get through and, and to, to move around. He gets in the way. Um, and then when he gets the puck, he does a really good job of skating it out of the zone and, and making a play on it. So... Now that's those are the, the things that he he brings there. I think you lose some of the fact that he can really get ahead of the play and push the pace offensively f from the wing, and he gets ahead of it and is F one on the forecheck and, and get you know get on top of the puck first. But uh, but you know we we need him in the middle right now, and, and I like what we've seen. That's it. head coach Sheldon Keith of the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, on November tenth, twenty twenty two. From or as he related to yesterday, I guess you could say an off day, because uh, we don't have any game day media just yet. But that is Sheldon Keith of the Toronto Maple Leafs. We also have some post. We also have the post game show. Uh, sorry, post game reaction. I should say from Mike Sullivan. So let's hear. From Mike Sullivan, but before we do it, welcome back into the show, Thomas McGregor, your host of On the Ice and Behind the Benches, as we preview Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. So Thomas, based on what, and I'll take my screen share off here, based on what you've heard from your head coach, 
what what do you think the keys what do you think the keys to uh Toronto winning tonight in their only trip to or in their only home game against the Penguins to uh tonight in Scotiabank mm-hmm. Arena what do you think are some of the keys that you would have if you were in Sheldon's position to to get a W over the Pittsburgh Penguins before back to back well I won't say back to back but meets in Pittsburgh following this game on Friday night November the 11th 2022 <clears throat> good question good question uh my first key and you can put this in the chat so that everyone can see them prior to transcriptions for those who are visually impaired uh but my first keys to victory if i'm sheldon keith are play good defense play good defense uh take take good care of the puck and um so good puck control and uh we mentioned it a lot as keys to victory but this is key number two take less penalties than your opponent don't take more than they do thirdly this is on the goaltender side. Don't try and be a hero and make magnificent saves that are difficult to make. Play the best of your ability and don't but don't make any sketchy plays that wound up being goals. That can be questionable. That can be questionable to some viewers. So, good offense number one. Good puck control number two. Stay out of the penalty box also number two. And on the goaltender side, don't make any risky play, any risky saves. Those are my keys to victory for a Toronto Maple Leafs win tonight on home ice. All right. So I don't, I'm not going to put the keys in the chat there, but basically you mentioned good offense, uh, good movement with the puck, stay out of the penalty box. And in terms of goalies, I'm just going to say stay square, stay square uh, to make it easier on it. So when you look at, who could possibly be starting in this hockey game? Of course, we don't know who will start in the hockey game, but 
when you look at who could possibly start, do you see this as a Matt Murray start facing his former team? And before you answer, I want to remind everybody of the puck drop. And of course, you guys can listen to this on TSN. It is on TSN for tonight. It is also available on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. But if you're in Canada and you don't want the TSN feed for the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you're a Penguins fan, then join Phil and Josh on the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network 1059DX. That is 1059DX for Josh and Phil and, of course, Paul Steigerwald and Colby Armstrong if you do not want the TSN feed for Penguins and Maple Leafs tonight. So, Thomas, my question here is, do you see this as a Matt Murray start when you look at him versus his former team tonight? If he's good, if he's good and Sheldon and Sheldon and the team feel that he's that he that did that he deserves a start. Um I think it might be a little I think it might be a little bit of a risk because we talked about it with Brent and he said that he wasn't going to give us a official answer back Sunday when when we were getting ready for when we were getting when we were doing the preseason thoughts and regular season back in September he said that Matt Murray's gonna feel like he's in Pittsburgh, but but okay, a so, and but okay, and you agreed with him on that, but okay, so he's gonna feel like he's in Pittsburgh, but if he's playing Pittsburgh, is he gonna feel like he's in Pittsburgh, or is it gonna be the Ottawa Senator Matt Murray we see tonight, whether he plays or not? To me, I feel like. Putting Matt Murray in tonight, no disrespect to Matt Murray on any account, but I just feel like it might he might not be ready to face his former team just yet, and <clears throat> I don't see any signs of playing good hockey with him as a goaltender against the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, his former team. But if it is the case, I would I would hope that he does <clears throat> I would hope that um And I'm sure Leafs Nation would hope 
that he is okay on the ice and should a problem occur, maybe give Calgren some time to prepare in case of a backup or give us or give our new goaltender I don't remember the guy's last name but give our other goaltender the one that we picked up from I believe the AHL Troll Marley's to have some time to play in the to play in the game. If okay. Matt Murray does start, I'm just hoping for a good game from him, but an also safe game for him. Hockey's not sometimes hockey's not very safe, and since when is any sport safe? But. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you have your flaws, so there. Yeah, since, since when is any hockey game uh, or any any league uh, safe? Sorry. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Now, if he doesn't start uh, tonight, do you think he will start in one of the games in Pittsburgh? Later in later this month, if he doesn't start tonight, like I said earlier, it's a risk. It's a risk, in my opinion, because of his injury history that has been that I'm sure has been talked about on the Fan Morning Show. I'm sure it's been talked about on Locked On Leafs. I can bet you it would be on Locked On Penguins, assuming that they are against the Penguins, and they're gonna ha- and they're definitely gonna talk about Matt Murray. But um, it I just see it as a risk, and um, furthermore, I don't see him starting any game that says Leafs and Penguins. I'd be shocked if he gets a start tonight. But if he doesn't get a start tonight, I don't think he's seeing the ice until the Pittsburgh Penguins series is over with the Leafs. Okay, so let's switch gears and let's go over to Pittsburgh. So you can ask me any question you want, and I will see if I can answer it to the best of my ability. Well, okay, so my question to you is, if Matt Murray was in this situation and the Maple Leafs were his former opponent, his former team in in this case, sorry, who or how would you, if you're Mike Sullivan, work Matt Murray in the goaltending tonight as a Pittsburgh Penguin? but a former Toronto Maple Leafs, how would you put his goaltending 
I I know I know I know he was a Pittsburgh Penguin, but if he wasn't a Pittsburgh Penguin and he is now a Pittsburgh Penguin, the question is, your Sheld, your um, Mike Sullivan, and you've decided to put him in, knowing knowing his history of injuries, but you don't think it's a risk. And you decided to put him in anyway. Um, I wouldn't decide to put how, him in anyway. How would you? How would you go on playing Matt Murray if he was a former Maple Leaf and now a Pittsburgh Penguin at this time? Um, I wouldn't p- play him if he was a former Leaf and a former Penguin. Or and now a member of the Penguins. If it was the other way around, uh, knowing that is knowing his injuries, but I mean, if he hasn't seen the ice for for a while and he says he's good to go, I would I would play him tonight at Scotiabank Arena, or I would play him uh when we're at home against the Maple Leafs. But knowing his injury status and it's a matter of staying and you know what and you know it's a matter of staying healthy. So I would I would be cautious when I pick in my starting goaltender if I was in Mike Sullivan's Mike Sullivan's position with Matt Murray, a member of the Penguins, after being a member of the Toronto Toronto Maple Leafs, if he was not already a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. Well, fans of either team, Scott and I would like to know, as a question of the podcast for the Toronto Maple Leafs of Pittsburgh Penguins, and this question will be used on the pregame show of on the ice and behind the benches is poll as well. Hopefully it drops during the game. But we will be getting a pregame show out and in production process during the show. As we get ready to on the on that on that podcast feed. to bring to bring you penguins and maple leafs hockey a reminder if you love Brent Gunning you love Gord Stalick to join them and whoever does maple leafs talk for maple leafs fans on sportsnet 590 the fan for all their post game pregame actions I do believe pregame show starts at 6.30 on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. But enough about the Sportsnet, enough about Sportsnet for now. Scott, to wrap up 
questions about both teams. I have one question in mind, and we can you we can ask this to the viewer to the listeners as well. But how do you think this game will finish? From a Pittsburgh Penguins win or a Maple Leafs win? We know we know we let let let's assemble the facts here. We know that both teams are good. We know that they have goal they have goaltending. We know that they have offense. We know that they have defense. But would you say the teams are evenly matched? And if not, give me a score that you would think of this game having oh. separately. Oh, um... Well, I think that they're actually evenly matched, but the last time the Penguins were in Toronto and you and I were at that game and we saw what happened uh, last week, or sorry, last season, I should say, not last week, um, uh, and the Penguins obviously shut out the Leafs, but um, I don't know if that'll happen this time around. I think that this will probably, if it goes in Pittsburgh's favor, it will probably be a two-goal win. So give so the Penguins would probably have four, and the Maple Leaf would at least get two. If it went in the Maple Leafs way, I want to go the same way, four, two Maple Leafs. A little bit of payback, but I I don't see this being a shutout game. I I just don't see it. It would not shock me if it's it would not shock me if it happens again, on either side of the ice. But let's not. But let me be clear. The Penguins are going in, are on a back to back, as is the team that they will or that they faced on Wednesday night. But just to be clear, they are not exact. The Washington Capitals are not exactly on a back-to-back. They are on a back-off day-to-back team. They're on a home-and-home series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Beginning tonight in Washington, and tomorrow, or sorry, and Saturday, and Sunday, on or in Sunday in Tampa Bay. Meanwhile, the Penguins are on a back-to-back, and so are the Maple Leafs. So the Maple Leafs are are staying here after the Penguins come to town to play the Vancouver Canucks. But the Penguins are headed to Montreal. But staying on the topic here, um. I honestly just don't think it's going to be a shout-out because you want to save as many goals as possible, especially if you want to keep winning if you're the Penguins. As you look at the screen here that I have shared, uh, the Penguins are 5-6-2 and two on the season. They ended their seven-game losing streak 
on Wednesday to they ended their seven game losing streak on Wednesday with a 4-1 victory over the Washington Capitals on Wednesday night. Meanwhile, the Meanwhile, the Maple Leafs are seven and are seven, four and three. But look at but you look at the last ten, the record over the last ten. The Penguins have won three, lost six, and only seen one overtime loss. The only or for the for the Maple Leafs, they have they have lost twice this season in their last ten games. Had three overtime losses and have won five for their last and have won five of their last ten. So let me ask you, Thomas. When you when you look at the record uh, over the last ten, what stands out to you? Based off of all the losses that have happened for the Penguins, and of course, then that win. And after we answer that question, well, and after we answer well. that question, or hold on. And after we answer that question, we are going to be running out of a little bit of, of time here. Uh, we are going to get to our podcast update. We are going to hear post game from Mike Sullivan from Wednesday as little as possible, just due to time constraints. And we'll get to our NFL picks. But, Thomas, as I brought up the question, what stands out to you over the last 10 records? When you look at the last 10, or sorry, the record over the last 10 games for the Penguins and the Maple Leafs. Well, Penguins, well, Peng, well, let's start with Penguins here. I'll make this as quick as I can get it, as short as possible. But um, the Penguins, they were off to, what was it, a seven-game losing streak. Right? Yeah. But they they started the year not too bad. Yes, but yes, but I'm talking about the here and now. They were on a seven game losing streak. Yes, and Twitter started buzzing after the Capitals game because you know who scored, Jake Gensel, and of course. You had, and of course you had your other Penguins who scored, but I'd say that both teams are pretty even match. I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it on uh, a last ten, the last ten games, because I really do think that they're. They're they're really just evenly matched. There's no uh, there's no really easy other way to go about this, other than to tell the other than to tell you the audience here. 
that we're going to have a good hockey game all through meetings. And it's going to be an all-out war with a ton of fights, probably. A couple of penalties, hopefully not, but as I mentioned, my keys to victory, hopefully not, but uh, <laughs> um, you never know in hockey, so. Uh, all seriousness here all seriousness I just think they're evenly matched and uh, I don't think the last 10 really really count alright from both ends of the ice alright alright so I really don't alright alright so let's get into at least a couple of games that we're going to preview, sorry, that we're going to talk about here just so we can get to our, uh, just so we can get to our, our podcast update on what is coming up. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be doing a Thunder and Raptors pregame show and postgame show, postgame show coming on Saturday prior to my Habs and Penguins pregame show. But before we get all to all of that, let's quickly get to week ten, and we'll re and we'll run through a few of the games that are upcoming. Let's start with the Vikings and the Bills. Obviously, the Bills. I would probably go with the Bills, and so would Allie. But let's start with the Buffalo Bills and the Vikings. So Thomas. Even though it's obvious for me that I will probably take the Bills, who do you got? Vikings or the Bills? You are currently... uh, We cannot hear you. You may want to take your earbuds out here. We seem to be having some technical difficulties with Thomas. Okay. Can you hear me? We can hear you now. We got you now. All right. All right. So. Guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, kids, children of all ages. The Vikings and the Bills game is going to be a good game. I'm going to get that out of the way right right now. As for who I would pick, hmm, they're very good team. Very good records. But I'm gonna go with the Bills on this one. I really go. I'm really gonna go with the Bills on this one. I don't know if the, if Minnesota can handle a bunch of angry Bills. And I get I I got this from around the NFL when my brother told me about the around the NFL's 
preview show. It's a bunch of angry Bills coming into coming back home to face the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, when you're playing against a team that's angry, you think you kind of feel like you're all like you're like you're safe. And then the game happened. And next thing you know, if they've come down for whatever reason and they're actually winning the game, they are they're gonna beat you right off. They're gonna beat you without a second thought, and you won't even you won't even see and you won't even see it coming. So I'm gonna go with the Bills here. All right, how I'm, about the Bucks? I'll give you a I'll give you a final score after we're done with the picks. All right, we are gonna do at least three because I do want to get our podcast update in. We unfortunately will not have a lot of time for Mike Sullivan, so we'll get our podcast update in after we wrap up with picks. And our second of three that we're going to go to are the Bucks and the Seahawks. This is a 9.30 in the morning game. So, Thomas, quickly, Bucks, Buccaneers, or the Seahawks? You know what, Tom Brady? It's the pay, it's a, it's a, it's a curtain calling for you, so... If you're not going to continue to play football and you're going to go on a losing team with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the team that they are right now, they have the, they have the players. But uh, no disrespect to what's happened with you in your football career. I think this is a curtain call. And I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on this one. I really think they could pull it out. But uh, if not, I just think it's a curtain calling Tom Brady and saying, "Now is now it now this is the season to retire." Okay, how? So give me the Buccaneers with a close game, twenty to ten Buccaneers over the over their opponent. Okay, I'm gonna go with the box as well. Hopefully they can uh, win this game. The pros is back at Lowe's and. Uh, sorry for the ad there. Uh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get us started on our last game that we preview here, because we only have a minute here, and I'm gonna take the Chiefs over Jacksonville. So, Thomas, how about you? Chiefs or Jacksonville? We have a minute. Sorry, left. Jacksonville. Not sorry. Sorry, Jacksonville. Not not sorry. It's uh, it's gonna be a chief. It's gonna be the kingdom of the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be close. Give me the Chiefs. Forty to at least twenty. I think it's gonna be a thirty point game. All right, we'll take a break. And we'll come back. We may get to Mike Sullivan. We'll take a break and we'll come right back. It's a hockey night in your city. It is that time of the year again. It is October, hockey fans. And that means that you can expect some hockey content 
on the Sports for Beginner podcast. If you're a young hockey fan but you don't know where to go or what to expect when you're at the arena, well, we've got you covered. We'll have some good stuff for you on the podcast. So don't miss Sports for Beginners coming to you live with some great hockey content coming soon. Hey hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place, and that's why this is a podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, Makes on the ice and behind the benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast, and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan are ready to join me on this journey as well that's on the ice and behind the benches with your host Thomas McGregor myself every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms including Spotify and if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform should there be any delays to its launch that's anchor.fm for early access on on the ice and behind the benches episodes before they hit your platform we are currently available on spotify and air episodes every tuesday We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join to have you join me on this journey, so don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond.
We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. All right, we are back here on this recording. Uh, just a little thing before we went to break. I mentioned that we will get Mike Su- we will get Mike Sullivan in uh on this recording. Uh and you know what? But before we do that, uh I did want to mention that it is now time for our podcast update. As to what is coming up on the podcast. As we, as previously mentioned, if you have been with us throughout the entire uh, hour of the show, obviously it's probably about two hours now, uh, depending on how long our video was. But anyways, it is time for the podcast update. It is time. So, without any further ado, Thomas, what is what is coming up on your podcast? All right. Well, pod, well, everyone who has been waiting and keeping things patient with me as well as I have been trying to keep myself patient with our with our episode recordings you will be happy to know that starting next week next week and continuing for the for the rest of 2022 in December you will be receiving episodes on time. However, episodes of the show will be if they are recorded on here Zoom, where we are with Scott in Studio for Sports for Beginners. They will be pre-recorded, and you will be notified of the date of when they were recorded. And how long the episode may be. Also, I am in the I am in the idea discussions for an on the ice and behind the benches email. I am working my brain to figure out an email address so that if you have any questions you can now be a part of the conversation and when i say starting the starting next week if you're going to ask me a question what do you mean by starting next week we get in the conversation here is why my brother and ali on their podcasts, 
now have a point where you can send them voice messages, whether it's a question, whether it's an answer to a question that they put out on their podcast. We will be getting, we will be giving you the opportunity on the podcast to send us a voice message for either questions or just some answers to questions that I have set out for you on every episode of All the Ice and Behind the Benches. Whether it's a bonus, which is a post, which right now are post-game show editions, or later, or later, or later this evening, a pre-game show, you, if you have somebody you'd like me to reach out to, since we're delaying our chat with Jason Spezza, as I as I have not been able to reach him quite yet. then please let me know by sending me if you're if you are one of my friends and you know my e- and you know my email address send me an email to my email and let me know with 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 the top with the subject title on the ice and behind the benches person of interest you'd you would like me to look up or get on or have on the show i'd really appreciate it if you'd like us to bring more content onto the podcast but our primary focus right now will be hockey for the remainder of the podcast if you have something you'd like to bring up on the show, reach out to me on Twitter privately by DMing me. I will open up my DMs so that people can chat with me privately on the show or before my show start. And if you'd like to join me on the show and you have something you want to talk about get on and have on the show, Please inform me via a tweet with confirmation that it is you who are reaching out to me. So who you are. And I'll see if we can squeeze you in on upcoming episodes. If you'd like to do emergency podcast episodes, notify me via the email address to be revealed next week on on or the following week on on the SM behind the benches the podcast lastly on my podcast update post game shows that have been delayed are in the are in the works of being launched and all post game shows will be launched at different times on 
one single day. So make sure you check those out if you're interested in, in hearing my thoughts on these post-game shows that should have already launched when they happen, when their games finished on their respective days. Scott, time for your podcast update. You have the floor. All right. So before we get into what you can expect on the podcast, as I mentioned, we're doing a pregame show, not on Zoom. Yes, not, yes, not on Zoom. We're doing a pregame show, not on Zoom, for the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Toronto Raptors in Oklahoma City. We will also have a postgame show coming for you on Saturday. Uh, Before we get any further, a quick look at our podcast performance as part of this update. Currently, we now have 249 plays all time, 8 plays per episode on average, and the audience has increased to 21. So, thank you so much for everybody who has contributed to our podcast, whether you are living in Canada, in the United States, which which just a reminder here, it's Remembrance Day in Canada. In the United States, it's Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day to all of you in, in the United States. Happy Remembrance Day to all of you in Canada and all of you that are celebrating uh, on November 11th. Uh, Sweden and Mexico and United Kingdom, you guys have a little bit of catching up to do, but Please, please do not be discouraged. Please, please keep listening. Keep listening. Uh, if you listen on our platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Catcher, we, we've tried to get it on Google Podcasts, but it hasn't worked out. Uh, it's on iCatcher, so check it out. Uh, and other platforms, check it out. Please, please check it out. Spotify currently is the dominant one. And please, please remember, do not, do not, I repeat, do not rush it, rush the episodes. Please take as much time as you need to get through episodes as they launch. You do not need to get right to the next episode as it as it drops you do not repeat you do not need to do so feedback is always encouraged we we may have a youtube channel next year so please please stay tuned to our facebook page for the latest updates on the podcast and what is happening. As Thomas early mentioned, earlier mentioned, uh, we are in the talks of an email address that I will probably release next year. 
Uh, we are in talks with YouTube that I will probably release next year. But enough about that. Let's get down to it. So, before we hear from Mike Sullivan, coming up on the podcast, we have our Thunder versus Raptors pregame and postgame show. Postgame show tomorrow on Saturday, November the 12th. Pre-game show tonight after we draw after we drop this episode. It will actually be in the works after we get out of here. The pre-game show with the Thunder and the Raptors. It will not be via the Zoom recording that we are doing right now. I will be doing it solely. And we will have pre-game for Habs and the Penguins on Saturday prior to puck drop. We will have a post-game show on Sunday prior to the Bills. We'll have a Bills and we'll have Bills and Vikings pre-game show and then post-game show on Monday. And on Monday, on Monday, the trailer for season one of sports for beginners, the podcast will release when we cross over with Ali Musa on all over the map on Monday to talk about the Jays and John Schneider. Well, my friends, before we well, my friends and my list and listeners, it is around that time to wrap up the show. Thomas, you have any final words before we play Mike Sullivan and then give our final I, words of the day? I do. I do. All right, let's hear him. I just want to clarify with all of our viewer all of our listeners and viewers next year i will not be doing a youtube channel with the on the ice and behind the benches podcast however it is still in in the thought in the thought process but scott mentioned a season one trailer for the sports for beginners podcast so here so here you go everyone on the ice and behind the benches is season one trailer will not be coming out until next november or early august of next year when we premiered the episode the first episode i believe so make sure you stay tuned in for that. But now I'm going to keep quiet, let you enjoy Mike Sullivan, and I'll see you on the pregame show between the Penguins and the Maple Leafs. And by the way, just a quick minor note, what you're about to hear is postgame after the win against the Capitals. 
from Mike Sullivan because we don't have game day yet for Toronto Maple Leafs and Pittsburgh Penguins. So when we have that, that will probably be added on on the ice and behind the benches. Let's hear from Mike Sullivan post game. And then we will wrap it all up. First of all, give us any kind of update on Ruben and Theo, and also just talk about the resiliency that four guys remain in the code. So Roots is being evaluated for an upper body injury. Theo is being evaluated for lower body injury. I thought uh, the four guys that that uh, had to play the rest of the game did, did a terrific job. That's a that's it's not an easy task, and uh, you know I, I thought they did a tremendous job of just keeping the game simple, managing the game uh, appropriately, and I thought our forwards did a pretty good job helping them. You were down to three for a second there. Um, have you ever been in that spot as an NHL coach? I can't recall if I have, so I'm not sure, but um, we were trying to figure out which forward could skate backwards. <laughs> I guess it was Jeff. How did he, was he elected in some way? Or I'm not vote? sure he can skate backwards, but he's a pretty smart player, and he's... Uh, <laughs> And we figured he, he could use his wealth of experience in the league to help him. What do you think was the key was just getting back to him? I just I thought our, our stick to uh was was uh, more consistent. Um, you know, I thought we defended hard. You know, we had uh, we got a lot of sticks on pucks. Um, you know, I thought we there was a level of urgency to our game. You know, I thought for the most part we managed the puck pretty well, and uh, I thought our I thought our penalty kill was uh, was much improved. Um, the guys on the penalty kill did a terrific job. I thought Philip Hallander had a really strong game, especially in that regard on the penalty kill. Um, so there there were a number of things I think that that helped us tonight. But you know, overall, I think just just a complete effort and. Um, you know, I, I thought we started to get a little bit of swagger back on the bench. And sometimes when you go through those things like we did in the third period, when you're down to four defensemen, it, it's a little bit of a rallying cry for the guys. And 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 you could feel that on the bench in the third period. Like your decision to go with Casey, like Chris been battling anything that you can tell us that from punch and just how you. I thought Case had a really strong game. And. Uh, you know, we made a decision to go with Case tonight. I'm not going to get into the details, uh, but we made a decision to go with Case tonight. I thought he, I thought he played extremely well. He made some timely saves for us. Um, you know, we we feel like we have two goalies that are capable of helping us win games. What do you think Patterson from the tank? Uh, I thought they got better as the game went on. I thought Marcus had a really strong game. You know, I thought Tanger, as the game went on, he settled in. Uh, they made some really good outlet passes under pressure to beat their forecheck. I think one of Washington's strengths is their forecheck. And, uh, you know, they, they, they challenge you with pressure and physical play to beat their, to beat their forecheck. And uh, I thought uh, I thought Tanger made some really nice plays to bypass their pressure. And um, But I thought Marcus... I thought Marcus had a really strong game as well, so we we like we obviously liked the pair. Like I thought your team back checked with more ferocity, than all season, especially in the first period. A couple of turnovers early in the back check was really noticeable. Is that an area of emphasis lately? Well, it's just an important aspect of being hard to play against, and you know that 
it's a game of mistakes. It's not going to be perfect out there. We're going to turn the puck over sometimes because we're trying to make a play. And the most important thing is that when it doesn't go the, the way we want it to go, we need to recover. And we need to have people in positions where we have an opportunity to recover. And and I, I think that's that's an area where maybe we haven't been quite as diligent where, you know, we're, we're thinking so much on the offensive side or we're trying to do too much with the puck in the wrong areas of the rink. And, uh, and, and we, we put ourselves and our teammates in tough spots. And so I, I just thought we were in better positions to track uh, when, we did, when, when we didn't execute on a play. And, and I think that's when our team's at its best. How do you kind of build on this? A better mood tonight? Just how heavy did that winless streak get? Well, you know, it, we've got a proud group, and we have an accomplished group. And when things don't go the right way, you know, we all take it to heart. It stings, you know, and, you know, part of it is is because our care factor is very high, and I think, and I think we, and our pride factor is high. So no, no one has higher expectations of this team than ourselves and our players. So I know that, I know this has been weighing on all of us to try to, you know, to try to find ways to, uh, you know, to, to get a favorable result. So, you know, we made some progress tonight. We'll feel good about this one, but, you know, we got to turn the page tomorrow and get ready for the one ahead of us. That's Mike Sullivan. That's Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins post game after the win, the 4 1 win over the Washington Capitals, who are getting ready for a match with, who are getting ready for a meet with the. With the Tampa Bay Light, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, a meet of two meets. Uh, but for us, I'm going to turn the page myself and head over to uh, getting you set up for the Raptors and the Thunder. And I will be joining Thomas on on the ice and behind the benches to get you set up for Penguins and the Maple Leafs, where we will hear once again from Mike from Mike Sullivan. We will hear from Sheldon Keefe. We may hear from some players. But thank you so much for joining us on the Veterans Day slash Remembrance Day if you're in Canada. Special edition, 12th episode of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I am your host, Scott McGregor. I will will catch you on the other side with the Raptors pre- and post-game show. For Thunder and the Raptors, I will catch you on the other side on Saturday with the pre- and post-game show for Habs and the Penguins as they are on the back end of a of a back-to-back on Saturday. And we will catch you again next week here on Friday with Allie and Thomas, if Allie can join us, but Thomas should be able to join us on Friday. But until then, we are reminding you that take it away. Goodbye. It is until next time. Yes, it I am Thomas McGregor. I'll see you. I'll see you on the ice and behind the benches listeners this evening for Penguins, Maple Leafs, free game show.
And I am Scott McGregor, and I will see you, Raptors and Thunder fans, this evening for Raptors and Thunder. We're getting ready for the Thunder in OKC. True Toronto action is both against it, both against United States teams at Oklahoma City Thunder and the Pittsburgh Penguins. One Toronto team in the United in the US, one Toronto team here in Canada. Both games should be great matchups, but we are reminding you here on the podcast every time that we all join each other for no crossover just episodes weekly Fridays now we're reminding you like Ali that it is not goodbye it is until it is next time next time thanks for joining us on this special edition of the Sports for Beginners podcast, episode 12 of the podcast. Thank you for joining us again. And keep doing what you're doing. If you're out in Mexico, if you're out in the United States, if you're out in Sweden, if you're out in the United Kingdom, if you're listening here in Canada, keep doing what you're doing because we're getting noticed. (laughs) We're getting noticed. And I honestly am liking this. We're getting noticed, so keep doing what you're doing. Just keep it up, because we'll continue to bring you some content. The feed, the feed, the feedback, the feedback always helps. Remember to send us a voice message at Sports for Beginners Anchor FM page. That's at Sports for Beginners Anchor FM page, which is where. Anchor- which is anchor.fm slash scott-mcgregor-sports. Send us a voice message there and let us know if you would like us to use it on air. If you do not want us to use it on air, we will not use it. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, we will, we will or I will respect your wishes if you do not want us to use it on upcoming episodes. If you do want us to use it on upcoming episodes, I will indeed shout you out. Have a good rest of your day. If you're not if you're not interested in the hockey content or you're interested in the basketball content. And as always, it is not goodbye. It is until next time. Yes. See you there. We'll see you for hockey on On the Ice and Behind the Benches. We will see you for the basketball content on this podcast later this evening. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go Leafs. Let's go Penguins. Let's go Raptors. Whatever team you cheer for, we have it here on the podcast.
thank you so much for listening to the Sports for Beginners podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, or things you'd like myself and my co-host to talk about, then feel free to DM me on Twitter at McGregor 3 Again, that is McGregor 3 with no number sign on Twitter. You can also feel free to visit our website at our Facebook page at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash four dash pod dash beginner dash podcast that is https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash four dash beginner dash podcast and it is not goodbye and it's not goodbye it is until next time